0: Hello and welcome to the Equity Foundation podcast. The Equity Foundation is the professional development arm of Actors' Equity. Our mission is to assist, educate and inspire performers. To find out more, visit www.equityfoundation.org.au. Okay, so now, thank you
1: and welcome Thea and Tina. Thanks, Alex. Hi, Thea. Of course, everybody had, would have been uh, distributed uh, our various biographies. So I felt it wasn't necessary that we needed to go and uh, make a list out loud. So I hope everybody is happy with that. Uh, but most importantly, Thea McLeod is a prominent casting director and of course she has, uh, is currently, or uh, past 10 years, has in fact been the resident casting director of Neighbours. But before we go into that, I've always been very curious about the definition of casting and also agent, they're, they're two, they are very two different things, being a casting agent and being having an agent which represents art, artists. So I decided to just have a little meander around the old internet and uh, not my trusty dictionary, but uh, yet another one and I came up with this. What does casting mean? Well, it came out with the act or process of choosing actors to play the various roles in a theatrical production or a motion picture, or in theater, or the act or skill of throwing a fishing line out over the water by means of a rod and reel, which means I'd have to improve my casting if ever I was going to learn to fish well. Um, the reason why I, I thought it so, it seemed to have a parallel uh, meaning, there it is casting a wide net. It's casting out to find out, you know, what the possible uh, opportunities or or actors, performers that are there to be uh, included, invited into uh, various projects. So, um, if I was live in a large room, I would seek uh, hila- hilarious laughter. <laughs> so, Thea, one of the que- the question I have to you after that, if you in
0: fact have the courage to respond to that. How did you get into casting? Um, Well, it was funny. My background actually originally was acting. I I was a young actor, sort of a child, and then in my teenage years, and... I actually moved to London when I was about 22 as an actress, and I was really, you know, in that world. And I used to produce and create and do all that sort of stuff. So when I was over in London working away as a, as a sort of young actress, um, you know, we all have to sort of, you know, get by and work and do different things. So I I managed to meet this amazing casting director Sue Jones, and she's like, "Look, you can do have a part-time job and you know all that sort of stuff." And I was like, "Oh, that's kind of interesting." So I started working with her, and I got absolutely fascinated with the whole world of casting and seeing it from the other side from an acting perspective as well as you know being yeah. A and yeah so I moved over there kept on acting worked with Sue and I was like it was just an amazing world and I loved actors and I loved working with actors I had because of doing a bit of producing as well I liked the business side of it as well because you know we had to do the deals and all that too but I kind of naturally fell into the role it's not one of those things I kind of I didn't grow up going oh I want to be a casting director I mean originally it was acting but then once I discovered casting I was like this is like such an amazing process to be a part of
1: yes so I think you've answered also I was going to say what do you love about it you know mm-hmm. what, what 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 most attracts you to it yeah. is that working and finding new actors or combinations of compiling people in work.
0: And I think you get really excited when you read a script and you start to work with a director and you can see that script, you know, come alive and you can discover different actors. And I love the the whole process. It's really beautiful because you're a part of it from the beginning and then you can sort of see the magic on screen once, you know, you create it. And then, like, discovering new talent is amazing. It's such a great feeling. And I think, you know, yeah. Yeah, so it's that sort of thing. I most recently
1: saw on a tabloid for a film, which I thought was really interesting when you said you enjoy the amazing new combination of everything, the end result. But Mm -hmm. I saw something that uh, pointed to casting and it said gloriously cast. (laughs) And I just thought, what a great thing. I mean, there's a recognition in that, which is a really... Terrific because your job is not necessarily, you know, behind a scrim somewhere. Yeah. Actually, it's, a, it's an acknowledgement, I think, which I thought was terrific. Yeah. So, we said, I said earlier that you're the resident casting director at Neighbours, but in addition to that, you've managed to um, cast roles in other projects. Mm. Most notable, well, the last thing I've just read on your CV was uh, did you cast and produced the upcoming feature Measure for Measure? So producing is a very different hat. Isn't it really? Okay. So why the diversification there?
0: Well, I kind of, you know, I, I love working in film as well as, you know, TV and everything. And my husband, Paul Island, he's a director and producer and you know, we've worked together quite a lot. And I love You directed that too, didn't he? And with the late, unfortunately, Damien Hill who passed away just before our shoot, which was really, really tricky tricky situation. But you know, I really enjoyed just being I love organizing things and getting things together and making stuff happen, you know. So I really I really love doing like producing as well as casting and being, again, a part of that whole process. And because Paul and I are such a good team working together and getting things off the ground and moving into that as well, you know, it's, um, I mean, I've had to learn on the job just like I learned. I was learned going to say, is that
1: your first job. attempt, is uh, that your first uh, producing yeah. role? As a, in a, in, feature, in film, that, at that level, you know. So your involvement
0: in, with having been a casting agent Mm. Did that, did you cast the film as well as yeah. produced it? So I cast, I cast it from the beginning. I mean, Paul had a fantastic relationship with Hugo already, which was fantastic. Hugo, mm. week because he was a big fan of um, Porno, which was a previous feature film that which Paul directed and I cast and all of that years and years ago. So, you know, it was kind of, you know, to get involved with that and have Hugo, but then to find some fantastic new young talent as well as very established, really great theatrical actors and all of that as well. So, but again, it 's about putting that jigsaw puzzle together, so yeah
1: yes, because it 's quite a large cast, and you 've incorporated theater as well, so yeah. Yeah. It was one of the questions I do want to ask you, but seeing that we 're in this moment now, uh, in terms of being uh, ignited, enthralled, uh, how do you see and find uh, new actors, given that we 've just talked about measure for measure, right. which of course is uh, Shakespeare. Yeah, I
0: mean, with every different project, I mean, I'm briefing Australia-wide, I'm always like, if it be Neighbours or a feature film or a TV show, I always like to, it's the ways that Sue taught me to cast in the UK, and it's like opening it up to every actor on every level, and I will brief like every every single brief that I've got I'll brief Australia wide every single agent I don't care what level the agents are at or or the actors I just want to see who I can discover and keep it really open I mean at the end of the day it does mean a little bit more hard work for me because I've got to go through many many suggestions and ideas and all that sort of stuff so I mean I guess it's briefing to the agents I mean when I could before all of this you know I'd get out to the theatre and I'd try and discover actors like that or you know doing workshops I do workshops for various acting schools and all that so because you never know where you're going to find people and that's the magical thing when I can find someone new you know
1: so right
0: so okay well then
1: the process now the Mm. process is you have the project it's in front of you measure for measure was a project as well so there you know I'm just thinking you already had that in mind but if you're being presented something for the first time Mm. from a production company Would you mind just explaining that process? Is it a sit down? Do you have the script reread, read it first, or do you wait for them to give you the genre? the tone
0: and what they might be looking for? Well, normally the process would would be, say, the producer would approach me with the project and I'd read the script and we'd start to sort of brainstorm. They'd kind of get an idea of what my ideas are from the beginning. So I'd read the script, I'd break it down and go, okay, these are the visions, maybe I've got... You know, because normally early days for a film, for example, you know, you're looking, you know, to get that A-list talent so then you can find some unknowns or, you know, where we can go with that. So basically they'll approach me, I'll get the script, I'll brainstorm or stuff to work on the script with them. And we'd have that, you know, round table sort of meeting now. Obviously it's got to be on Zoom. And then start talking about, you know, where we see it, you know, what sort of characters we could actors we can put in those roles and all of that. And sometimes we might go, Oh, actually, you know, maybe that should that character might be very, it was younger when I read it, I saw her younger. Or, you know, so you're sort of working on all that side. And then once we get to the stage where we're like ready to go, if it was like A-list actors, then we'd get those scripts out and start to talk about offers and who the team is and all of that. Or if we're at the stage where we just want to get into the actual casting process, I'd just go for it and I'd start to... Personally, as a casting director, I like the freedom to be able to just get whoever I want in the room and I'll work with the actors first, just like myself and the actor and kind of discourage the director to come in too early because I think at that stage then I can just sort of play around and have fun. And then I really enjoy that, you know, directing the actor and getting in the room and doing all that side of it. And then I'll present to them a list of the actors, you know, after those sessions. And then we'd cut it down to a short list. And then I'd get the director in the room and the producers and we'd start to, you know, work out who we're who we're going to go for. Two
1: things from that. A producer or a director has somebody in mind, usually, I would imagine, upon reading the script. So how, what, how do you influence... The, oh, those creatives with yeah. your ideas, and two, definition of the A list. I mean, this is a, a all as actors, we're always combative and wondering about the A list. Mm. How relevant is is that? Is that uh, so? I've just the, just deal in two parts. First of all, the A list. How do you dissuade someone from looking sideways from the A list? Yeah. Definition of that, and um, yes. I think that
0: your contribution in the room. Yeah, well, I think, you know, when directors and producers, you know, they may have written a project with a A A-list actor in mind sometimes, and that person might be available or might not. And I guess... I mean, it's kind of it's a hard one to define, but really it is, you know, where you're hitting that level where, you know, you're getting, you getting offers straight out, you you know, you're doing all the big Australian features. It depends which level, because we could be talking TV A-list and then there's like a film A-list as well. And, I mean, we all know the usual sort of actors who are constantly working in the, in the TV industry. They're definitely that A-list, you know. And then there's the film A-list as well. So there's sort of the, the two different levels there. And then there's the international A-list. So there's sort of even levels within the A-list.
1: But that that a list, of course, is also a monetary thing too, isn't it? Oh,
0: totally yeah, and a lot of the time you might need to get one a list in to get that film up, you know or you know you don't it's a it's a tricky one because you know it's it's all it's about you know their Trying to work out the best way to get their project off the ground, you know. But then a lot of a-lists won't want to attach to. And, just... and also, a lot of those
1: names,
0: if we, I could sort of maybe go a
1: little deeper into what an a-lister is as well, as well aren't always the right person for oh, that.
0: Word. And that's that's the thing because then that's where I'm having those conversations going, this is the vision of where I am with things and all that sort of, you know, it's kind of like, we are real. it is that brainstorming period, which is kind of, it's fun, like, it's a good, it's a good one where we're like, oh, maybe we should go for that because, oh, actually, like, we've uh, another film, which I'm attached to at the moment, which we're, they're shooting early next year, we've been having all those conversations in the last week or so, which has been really fun because it's sort of like, oh, I didn't think of that person or this and then, like, and then it shifts a little bit because it is, you know, you're getting everyone involved and at that stage, Mm you're looking at people, depending on what budget you're working with too, you know.
1: I was just thinking of um, Dev in, um as an A-lister and uh, it's a question I want to ask you a little bit further on, but, you know, I was just thinking of him as a name in David Copperfield, which is yeah, yeah. released. Uh, And there's multiple things there for me to, you know, uh, explore or would like to explore, but uh, that's a name. And I just wondered, Mm -hmm. is that to rekindle the spirit of David Copperfield, which is a different film, a a film and a book that's been around for years? Is it a, you know, because it's a new person, new face? um, Mm -hmm. Is it part of diversity? You know, there's, I just, uh, I find that a, a, that's a, is that an
0: adventurous piece of casting or...? Yeah, well, everyone's got their own, you know, It's I think you, people have to just think outside the box and do different things yeah. and and create, you know, yeah. you want to create opportunities for, for everyone in the whole sort of casting process, you know, it's fantastic. Like with Measure for Measure, we would never have thought of a Shakespearean play to become, you know, Hugo Weaving in this role of, you know, it's just like... These things that you can do which are just totally different and it's all the creative process and it's down to that casting director and the producers and, you know, the director and all of that. You it's know, the vision, right?
1: isn't it? And also, of course, Shakespeare wrote for our time anyway. so yeah, Exactly, <laughs> so, yeah. So, having uh, just touched on that, now we've got the actual, you know, we've got the auditioning process or the screen testing. Yeah. Um, what, what do you do after this? Do you go to the agent? Do you have your list and their list? What's the next
0: process? Basically for, say, neighbours, I'll go through, like, say, with a neighbours brief. Each week I will get, like, character notes on who we're looking for. In some weeks, you know, I might have you know, 12 guest roles, including bit parts and dailies and all that sort of stuff. I mean, down the track, I may have sort of cast in advance a new regular or or, all sorts of stuff like that. But I mean, it's really, I mean, I will brief via like show casting, casting networks and all of that and put it out there. And then I will be going through like hundreds and hundreds of submissions from agents each week, you know. So when those submissions come in, do they just, they come into
1: the email an agent says, I'd like, because the actors probably said, I've heard about this project. Can you just, would say my agent call you and say, look, Tina Burstall's interested in this. Would yeah. you have a look or is there a consideration?
0: Yeah. Would, it basically all the, because it's also digital these days, because it's all yeah. through like, a casting network, so I'll pop out the brief, all the people will pop up on the screen and within like an hour I'll have like 200 suggestions or 300 suggestions, because it is that digital kind of world. But then, you know, say, uh, like Lisa Mann, your agent should just jump on the phone if there was something that stood out she'd be like, oh, don't forget this actor, you know, he's great for it, and you know, like, mm-hmm. and then the agents will give you like it'll, extra little pushes, and then also I might, be, I might have already read the script and I'll be like, oh my God, I've got that person in mind, or I saw that person for another role last week and I'll get that person in too. So it's I'm kind of busy, pretty, <laughs> pretty busy, you know, and then you just constantly, that's why I'm always like to actors, and especially coming from an acting background, it's like, you need to keep it like it's a bit of bit of a business for you and making sure all you know you've got the showreels, you've got the, the fantastic headshots and you see these up to date and all of that because it is that and neighbours is very fast because we're shooting six episodes a week, you know, there's a lot of characters. We have about twenty-two regulars, twenty-three regulars, depending mm-hmm. on ships a little bit, and then big chunky guests, and then every week it's the little bit parts and the dailies and the you know, so
1: So we've got the script, or we've been told that we've got a, you know, you send pages,
0: or do you try to send an episode first? I mean... Neighbours, we would never release the whole episode, so it's just the scenes, which is tricky for actors. Like, say, if you've got a picture film or another TV series, you might be able to read the whole script. But for Neighbours, unfortunately, because of privacy and all of that, and it's just so quick, we don't send um, episodes. So you just would get... Normally, I'd send between, like one or two scenes, depending on if it's a good, uh, like a regular character, I'd, they're, they're bigger, chunkier, like three-pager kind of scenes, whereas mm-hmm. if it's just a, a guest, um, maybe two pages or, or four pages, you know, depending on what the role is and also what scenes are available from the writers. Um, the bane of an actor's life, of
1: course, is being given six pages the night before they're supposed yeah. to a screen test at, you know, yeah. 10 o'clock the next morning and nothing on either side of it in terms of character breakdown. So, I mean, would you encourage us to ask for that description of what's happened? Most importantly, in my case, I like to know what's happened beforehand and what's going to happen afterwards. Give you a sense of where you fit in.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, you. sometimes it's available and you can give actors all of that information, but then sometimes it's not, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But what I do is, especially coming from an acting background, I'd normally, like, this is my sort of routine for a week, I'd brief on a, like, to the agents on, like, a Tuesday or Wednesday. I'd book my sessions in, like, on a Thursday or Friday, and then I wouldn't audition them to, like, the Monday or Tuesday. So then they have that nice comfortable period of a weekend or three days or something like that. So they can actually, you know, learn it. learn it. And then, you know, even these days, like, even if you don't get scripts, you can go online and you can check out, you know, what's happening on neighbors and who you're reading opposite and all that. So, you know, so you can do a bit of research if you can't get yeah, all that's the information, good. you know, that's good. Um, and then you know sometimes depending on what the character is I can re- we could even like give little story points and you know um, Jason our executive producer is fantastic at doing that with especially if it's a really important character where we can okay we can we can give you a little bit of a map but it might not be re- written yet you know so um, yeah so in the current
1: environment that we're in but also I think uh, before the environment that we're we're in right now, uh, mm-hmm. we often have to we because of um, locations and times. We uh, obviously send in a self tape, yeah. uh, often, or of course we can go into the room. Mm. Now, I guess my question is to cover both those areas of what, given that you've had given the actor a few days, maybe mm-hmm. to look things over, then yeah. what what is your hope for the actor and expectation for that? self tape screen screen test mm. uh, in the room or out of the room. Yes. You know? Presume where
0: you do Zoom auditions as yeah, well? Yeah, we've even had to do Zoom uh, like recalls for regulars and all of that yeah. now because that's the, the world we're living in and we just have to It's adapt as casting directors. Yeah. But it is really tricky because obviously a really fun part of it for us as casting directors is getting actors in the room and playing around. I was actually having a walk with my friend Janine, who's casting director at the MTC this morning, and we're like, we're really missing actors mm. and being able to be in the room and play because, I mean... It, it is that fun process and where we can actually, you know, really, because basically for a casting director, we want you all to do a really good job and we want to get that performance out of you. So we can play around and direct you and do a little bit, but it's really tricky with self tapes because you don't have that, you know, that sort of that time. But I'm finding that self tapes, people are getting like, amazing at them and sometimes I'm like oh my god that's probably better than what I I could have you know got them in a room like and their setups are great and it is becoming quite even competitive with self-tapes now and the good thing is because I know because obviously you know my son's an actor and Paul's an actor as well as director you know I mean you can do 10 takes or 15 takes and you can pick the right one and just you know play around with it and maybe you don't get quite as nervous as going in and you know being in the room but at the end of the day, you have to make choices and sometimes it's, um, it's tricky because you're just going from a script and you don't have that background. But don't be afraid to sort of ask your agent to ask me questions as well because if you are totally stuck on something, it's like, I want you to do a really good self-tape and at the moment, it does look like you know we're going to have to be self taping for a little bit longer, you know. So. Yes, and
1: of course, and the um, Equity Foundation, of course, has uh, you know we go have a lot of um, workshops and how tos uh, with self taping. So just to respond to, that's probably why people are getting so good at it. Really, I love it. Good, um, and it's also very favourable, isn't it? Really, but. Actually, I think the Zoom, or I've uh, most recently been rehearsing, and before I went to work, I was rehearsing on Zoom. And whilst it was a little bit strange, uh, once you sort of connect into somebody's face, because yeah. the culture that we're in now is screen. Um, yeah. It's actually, you can riff quite well and, yeah. uh, and get good things out of it. So, yeah, I think that's, and it's about accepting and, and adapting to things now. We
0: evolve into great it things. Is, yeah. Well, I couldn't believe it when we, I did my first one on Zoom recalls, and I was like, oh my God, this is good. But it was actually amazing. Everyone did so well. And But I was like, you know, go like literally all the technical stuff. I'm like, okay, move the camera a bit this way and do this because obviously we still needed to present to network. So we need it to look beautiful you
1: know so yeah so specific things that you would look for in an actor seeing that of course, if you're working in screen what better than a zoom or a self-tape is going to present a picture of a face and a body on the screen that eventually is going to end up there having just said we miss the immediacy of being one-to-one the flesh so I guess I'm hoping this is not a redundant question but what do you hope to see in that screen test Yeah, of, of, you know, in order for someone to have or to earn that role?
0: Yeah. Well, it all comes down to the character, isn't it? Because, I mean, every character within the script is different and it's kind of like that character, you know, coming to life. And, you know, even if, it, if it's like, you know, I've auditioned 10 girls in the room and, like, I see that one person, I'm like, yep, yeah, she's it. That's great. That's the person who we're going to go for. It's exactly the same when I look at, um, look at, self-tapes. You know, I will watch so many self-tapes and I'll be like, yep, got it. You know, they just, there's something there, you can't quite explain it. It's mm. like, you just go, oh my God, because you just feel, love it, you know, and they just do something really special and you're like, that suits the role. And, you know, I'm always putting forward like my first choice, my second, my third, and sometimes, you know, the director might think exactly the same, but then they might think, oh no, actually, we're going to go a different way. So then it's getting back down to that sort of discussion about what we envisage that role to be. Do
1: you you um, to go out on a limb? Would you ever go out on a limb for somebody that you feel strongly about?
0: Yeah, big time. I've done that quite yeah. a few times. Done, yeah, yeah, lots of times. So I mostly get my way, you know. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> for that glorious I, piece I, of casting. Yeah, but I, 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 it's interesting because I do know I was probably a bit more feisty when I was younger where I'd be like, no, we have to go this way and I'd really, really. But now I think I've kind of sat back a little bit and I am and I understand the process and the choices and, you know, but I, you really do, like I will push an actor if I believe that that person is right for the role, I won't, I, you know, I will push and push and push and I will, <laughs> the things that I, you know, over the years, producers know that of me too, so, um, mm. but, you know, I think it's about you know, discovering new people, I get really passionate about. You know, sometimes I've got to go. Okay, just relax. You know, it's. Would you, know,
1: well, so. do you have, um, in earlier times, I suppose, frequented the theatre? I mean, do you ever get time? I wonder, in order to see. I mean, you just said you work with walk with your friend, a casting person from the MTC yeah, yeah. theatre company. So obviously, you would have discussions uh, yeah, yeah. In, your, in your walk. I would imagine about people that you've seen and.
0: Oh, yeah, and we get really excited. It's funny enough, actually, Janine and I both worked for the same casting director in the UK, Sue Jones, who I started out with too. Mm -hmm. So we've been, like, through quite a lot of a process with different actors. And, like, I will bounce off her and, you know, I'll be like, oh, what do you think of this person? And we'll be like, oh, like, even through all this, it's actually kept us sane through this isolation because we'd be able to talk about different actors and where they are what they're doing and it's really interesting and actually now because we have the casting guild of australia which is amazing Mm. um it's great that now because casting is a little bit isolated in a way because there's not loads of us now we can all bounce off each other and you know like even throughout this time i've checked in with different casting directors and gone oh who do you know who's here or doing that or you know like we're all working together which is really beautiful as a guild and that's why we set it up so Mm. um I think I sort of diverted off your question. Tomorrow.
1: No, no, no. I want. It was good that you were exploring it. Um, but before I open uh, up to the floor, I just I wanted to know what your thoughts were in how you think in how we're progressing with the diversity in the Australian industry now, and how how you see that evolving, or how you see it now. Yeah influence and also part of your casting so yeah. because
0: well I really you know I feel like it where you know we're getting somewhere now it has been a very slow process in Australia but I'm really looking at screens now and we've got the diversity committee on there with which Janine and I are working on with the um with the Casting Guild, which is great. It's interesting because I think Australia has been very slow with a lot of this stuff, but I really feel like we're trying to, you know, we've got a long way to go, but we need to, you know, it's it's good. I think Neighbours is doing a fantastic job. We've got some really, really good cast.
1: So in terms of diversity, though, is, uh, it, I mean, is that, what's what's the spectrum for you in diversity in what you consider or is it the storylines that come forward that present That's that, or is the it...
0: thing? I think we always—it's you know—as as casting directors, you know, we're always opening it up and doing what we, you know, trying to get that diversity the whole way through. But it does come back to the writing rooms and writing those characters and networks and all of that. But I think through you know the Equity Foundation and different things that we're all working together, I can really see a fantastic positive shift on it. You know, so but yeah, we've got to keep on working on it and working together. And, but I
1: mean. Hopefully we evolve. I mean, I worry a little bit personally about the constancy of working on things. I mean, I've been in the industry 47 years, and right. I think it's always been something that has been ever present. But more so now, and it's because it's been vocalized and also illuminated. I would like to think that you know eventually it's a seamless thing. person.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It should be just exactly. It should be just there and naturally a part of the whole thing. And I think it is, it's getting there, but we we still need to work harder, you know, but as a casting director, I'm, you know, we're all we all want to work out different ways that we can make a difference. And well, it's telling a story, isn't it, really, you yeah. know and, and, and writing and, and all of that, because we really need to work on that too, I reckon.
1: Well, I also think too, that uh, the currency at the moment is that we are sadly lacking Australian content uh, mm. rules mm. and regulations that seems, it's currently on a pause button, mm. so you know given the 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 culture of Australia it's so diverse I would have thought it's telling stories that we need to maintain and you know support our storytelling which is vast and uh, without having to actually marginalize people or feel as if we're you know I don't want. Oh, I'm going to use the word tokenistic. You know, it's it's just. I feel we are such yeah. a vast country of, of great culture yeah. that we, exactly. you know, do more. Mm. So at this point, how about I open up to the floor if anybody would like to ask some questions? Now I was just looking at the clock. We've got time, and uh, we can still keep exploring.
2: Hi there. Hi there. Hi. There. Hi. How are you going? Yeah, going good. good to In my cabin <laughs> fighting out. Um, my question is just—it was sort of in regards to you were talking about a-listers and um, when you're sort of vouching for certain actors for casting. Does it come up a lot um, in terms of an actor's professional experience? So, say if they haven't worked professionally on television or uh, even TVCs or whatnot, does that come up? with like do producers kind of kind of hesitate on actors that are very green when it comes to professional work environments?
0: Yeah, well, it's interesting because, um, I mean, I'm lucky because I've got a platform like Neighbours where I can, someone who hasn't had professional credits, we can take, you know, we can take that sort of risk in a way and we can just, you know, get someone on. But, I mean, we are obviously looking at your CV and going through that and um, checking what you've done and everyone's at different levels and then slowly they have to build to to get to that A-list kind of, you know, those credits. But the thing is, is, it's a sometimes a bit of a catch-22, because you've got to get that credit, you know, to to get, get on. But um, I think I'm very lucky, because I've got the platform of Neighbours, where I will, you know, obviously, we've got fantastic acting coaches and all that sort of stuff, where we can go, we would go on Neighbours, we'll go, oh, there's this, is like, 17-year-old, and they haven't had many credits, but we're like, okay, let's just get them in, meet the director, do some training, do all of that, whereas it's, we've got, it's like the best drama school in the world, Neighbours, in that sense, um, and we're very lucky like that. But sometimes, you know, directors will take risks and just get someone in with no credits, but it is, it's a bit more of a, um, how, would you, how would I put it, it's just one of those things where you're taking a little bit of a risk, whereas that person with those solid TV and film credits, you know, you do feel safer with. But you, know, you want to discover new people. So, yeah.
1: And, and also to, to say that I remember when I started out, I had no credits. And in order <laughs> to be considered a professional actor, I had to belong to my union. And mm-hmm. I couldn't get a union card until I had a job. So what yes. was do? And I expose what I'm saying. And now, um, if you've got a 20-year-old or a 23-year-old, how are they going to have the, that, mm. they, you know? But what I would imagine and what I would think is you bring to the room and the table or the is your contribution to that script. Yeah. Exactly. And no matter how green you are, I would imagine that mm-hmm. know we learn on the job and And also to support that neighbours having had that experience i think is the best room to work in Mm neighbours i loved the experience working there because it is you're nourished you're nurtured and you're respected and you have this fantastic crew and a team of people that support you. I I absolutely loved that experience on Neighbours, and I always it's tell such people. a beautiful family, yeah, isn't it? It's really tight, and it's respectful for the craft mm. and uh, the execution of it.
0: Yeah, and that's why our our young sort of neighbours actors do so well overseas as well, because you know they're disciplined, they work hard. I have such respect for all those actors and the crew and everyone working together on Neighbours. You know, it's yeah, fantastic, amazing. You know. Mm. Does that answer your question? We
1: diverted
2: a little. No, no, that was really helpful. Thank you for that.
3: Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you, Alex, for organising, as always, and, and Tina and Thea. Thank you for your time. Yeah, just wanted to ask a question. It's interesting uh, hearing you say, Thea, about, you know, Neighbours being the best drama school of all time. For those of us who didn't get to go to the best drama school of all time, not naming any drama schools that I may or may not have been to, but... Uh, Say if you did an audition um, early days after coming out of drama school, and it was less than perfect. Sorry, my neighbours just walking past with a wheelie bin right now. If anyone was on <laughs> yeah. Say if you, you've come out of drama school, brought out in bushy tat and you've, you've, you're excited to land a, a neighbours or you know whatever audition, and then you've gone in there and done a less than ideal audition and then it's been a while since that you know avenue has has sort of uh come up again Mm. what's the what's what's you know is it all is it all said and done or what's the best way of being like
0: no, 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 no. It's it, like I will, um, you know, get people in again. It's not like you do one audition and you think, oh, my God, that didn't quite work and then I'm never going to see you again. It's got, like I will keep it very, very open. So I wouldn't, it just might be, mean that the role that has suited you just hasn't popped up or maybe, you know, at that stage just, I don't know, like who reps someone or, you know, something like that where that agent hasn't popped you forward or, you know, so don't beat yourself up about it. It's kind of like you've got to go through and there's so many different reasons about why people get roles. It might be, you might have done the best audition ever, but I was saving you for another role down the track. Or, you know, but you just don't know. Like, it's kind of, I think everyone has to, I used to do as an actor, you put so much pressure on actual, that end result of getting the job, but just really look at the audition experience as the performance, as the fun sort of part, because... It's like, I've seen so many great actors in the room and they haven't got that job. And sometimes, like, God, so many people, top actors, your A-list, your B, you're whatever, like, they will sometimes, you know, have auditions which just don't quite work, you know? It's not like, that's it, oh my God, after drama school, that's the end, you know? So, yeah. Does that sort of answer your question?
3: Yeah, that's great, thank you very much.
0: Hi guys, how are you going? Good. Thanks so much for this. Um,
1: I kind of have two uh, parts to my question. Um, you were mentioning earlier how you obviously you look at um, people's showreels and casting networks and showcast. Do you ever feel that you need to look further? And would you look at like an actor's personal website? And what
0: other material would you like to sort of see? Full commercials or yeah. monologues or...? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, now because we have so many different resources to look up people, like I'll obviously look at you on Casting Networks and your showreel and your photos and all of that and Showcast and, you know, yep. making sure you know you're up to date on IMDb as well. Like if you have an IMDb Pro account, you can have you know yeah. photo and all that sort of stuff too. And then I will even, depending on the role and different circumstances, I might even like, you know, you can these days, you can check people out on Instagram or, you know, what does she look like now? Or is she got a website or all of that as well? So it is really important to kind of build all that stuff up as well, because we do have that at our fingertips and producers can even look that up as well. So, um, yeah, I think Yeah, having all of that is really important, and I think with reels as well. Like you would want to have your acting reel, but then you you know you might have a separate commercial reel or something like that. You don't necessarily well for my stuff because it's TV and film. But then Mm. if you don't have much experience, you might choose to maybe pop a commercial at the end, and then you can even like, even if you don't have like professional credits yet, you can you know even put down a self tape and have that. It's like I just want to be able to see your acting. You know. So it is yeah. really important, And as you get loads of experience, like more experience, you, that would all grow, you know. So yeah. the updating and doing it. That's why I really think as an actor getting out there and making sure you've got that whole package together is really good because yeah. sometimes I'll... You know, you might get down to the last two and I've auditioned two different girls and I'm like, oh my God, she's great. And it's like, oh, but that one's got a, a, a show reel that I can present to the producers but then I can't with the other person. And like having all that stuff at my fingertips is really important because sure. you know, yeah. I want, want you, to get you across the line because maybe someone's going, mm, not quite sure. And then I'm like, oh, but I've got this. Check her out on that. Or, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Right. Thanks. Hey. Hi. Just wondering,
1: uh, for people from other states, like actors from other states like South Australia and that, do we have to wait at the moment until COVID is settled before there's a chance of getting an audition? Because it might not be, you know, three or four months until we can actually get into the state where, you know, most of us are happy to take care of ourselves and all the rest of it. But it's just, do we kind of push at the moment or just
0: go, oh, look, you know, for the next three months, don't even bother. Well, it is tricky at the moment because of all the restrictions. So, unfortunately, like at the moment for Neighbours, I do have to cast out of Melbourne. I mean, who knows how long that's going to last. But I think, you know, you should still be, you know, actively getting out there and doing things and because stuff's still shooting. I mean, we've got a a few different things starting to happen in Victoria and everything, Um, but it's just hard to know with the government restrictions. But um, don't write us Victorians off yet, you know.
1: (laughs) Sure, yeah. thank you. But it
0: is a tricky time. But in general, though, just on a normal front, I cast Australia wide all the time. I accept self tapes. I'm casting actors from all over Australia all the time. So yeah. Actually,
1: yeah, it's Alex here. Just a quick follow up. There's a bit of question about New Zealand actors. Do you also uh, include New Zealand
0: yeah. actors? Yep. Yeah. 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 I brief New Zealand yeah. too. Yeah. So constantly, I'm always because we can. It's fantastic with you know your casting networks and your showcast. You can always be briefing um, there, and particularly for regulars, we do that. And I've been known to cast quite a few, like over the years, where we just we just want to open it up and see. We had to, like even for recalls. Gosh, maybe that was only last year. You know, we got a guy in from New Zealand to do recalls, and you know, so yeah, always looking at New Zealand too. Hello.
2: Good afternoon, Equity Foundation and Ms. Dean McLeod. My question for you is in the casting room, when auditioning an actor, what is a key thing you look for? And on top of that, is it ideal for them to go to drama school should they even receive an offer?
0: Um, It's hard. There's not one key thing, unfortunately. It's like when that person comes into the room, you sort of see them and their performance and it's like, oh, my God, that's the guy, that's the character, that's who I'm actually looking for. Um, So it's not one particular thing. It's sort of like that, just seeing that that script come alive but i think in that when you do come into an audition always be flexible as well like cuz you may have learned to roll in a particular way but like i might just play around with it because like say for a neighbors for example i don't have a director in the room so i'm working out which way they might want to see it or play around with it and just, just giving them different options so then they can see your range you know in regard to drama school, I think training is really, really important. You know, as an actor, I think if you can do as much training as possible, that is fantastic because you need to work on your craft and everything. Um, some people do feel that you know a three-year course at a, a, a big acting school is fantastic, and I've got huge respect for those actors. And we've got we're blessed to have some amazing drama schools in Australia. But then there are some brilliant short courses that you can do with great teachers and all of that. So, but I think the most important thing is you know you do. What you what you want to do in your life, but just constantly training and working on it because you know if you don't have professional credits, at least I can be like, oh, but he's training here, and I saw him in a workshop there, or he's doing that three year course, or you know, so because you're always growing as an actor and a person and all of that. So yeah, thanks. I hope that answers
2: the question. Thank you very much for that.
0: Hi. Hi there. Thank you so much for doing this. My question is say our agents are submitting us and all of our materials are like up to date but we're not getting from the submission list into the room. Yeah. What else can we be doing to get seen? Well, I think it's tricky, isn't it? Because, I mean, your agent's working really hard and that's the thing, agents are fantastic. But, you know, sending updates, like I'm one who's very open to you know people emailing me showreels and doing that and, you know, get, doing the training like I was just chatting about in that last that last question. Um, but it is, I know it can be really frustrating sometimes because you'll see the listing and be like, oh, my God, I've been put forward to be this many times and all of that, but I'm still not getting in the door. But I, I think, you know, don't get disheartened, keep on working and and that role that suits you might come up, you know, but it is about getting out there and, you know, doing theatre and all of that sort of stuff as well. And, um, yeah, so it is tricky. But I think get that package together and make sure, you know, have a really solid reel as well because that show reel can really help. Um, yeah. and But get advice from different people as well, like different, um, you know, uh, I don't know, directors or acting coaches or people like that to look at your reel and your headshots and just making sure, because sometimes it's hard for you to be objective as well, so it's kind of nice if, um, if you get different opinions from other people as well to put it together. Is that kind of helpful? Yeah, for sure. Thank you. No worries. Hi.
2: Hey, uh, thanks so much for doing this, it's been really insightful. Uh, I just had a question about self-taping. So you said earlier that sometimes you get a self-tape from an actor and you think, oh my God, they've nailed it, that's amazing. What are your thoughts on sending, on actors sending multiple takes for the same scene? So is it something you would advise? How many is too many? Of course, we're not gonna send, you know, 10 takes of the same scene, but mm. is two to three takes yeah. a, a, a good thing to advise? Or
0: yeah. Think? I think always, like, one or two. Um, I don't think really, unless, I mean, really they need to be quite different, because a lot of the time people will send two takes, but they're exactly, like, very similar, you know, but if you've made two different choices and they're very clear, send the two takes. But I know it's really, really hard to make those choices when you've, like, shot quite a few, se- like, takes of that scene. But I think in general, we're only really going to watch one or two of those takes. So keep that, keep that in mind. Um, I think it, with self-tape, should I give you a little bit of a, a few key tips on self-tape? while we're here. I mean, always do, when, you, when you're filming it, try and make it look like a professional audition like you're not in you know your kitchen and all of that you might want to make sure you know it's a clear white wall or blue wall or if you've got all that the sound quality needs to be really good it's fantastic if you can find a good reader to read opposite and I know in isolation at the moment sometimes that can be really tricky so obviously we're making allowances for that but you know in normal sort of times if you can get an actor to read opposite that will definitely enhance your performance you know and just making sure that it is shot like a professional you know that sort of you know that framing i've got a really good clear look because sometimes you know the eye eye line might be a bit off to the side or all of that but get your person to position themselves there so i I can really really see you see you well and watch your performance and it's all about this like don't do it from too far away because i wouldn't really need to see what you're doing within the scene yeah so there's a little few little hopefully they're helpful yeah
2: And are you open to, like, actors, you know, including a short little chat at the beginning just as an introduction? I think
0: think regarding the chat, always put it at the end. Don't put it at the beginning. Like, even if they ask for it, don't do, like, name, agent and a chat to camera at the beginning. It's always best to do it at the end because we want to see your acting. That's the most important thing. And sometimes maybe we might watch a little chat and they might go, nah, he's not quite right. That's not what I was thinking. Whereas if we just jump into the acting, we can be like... God, look at him. He blew me away, you know? And then so that's kind of always just chuck it at the end, I reckon. Yeah. But I will pop it there if they request it. I mean, for us at the moment, it is good, though, because at, at Neighbours, I would, um, you know, do a chat to camera in my studio because producers aren't in the room. So I always, I will always put your, even though you do it when you come into the room with me first, I won't present it until the end. I'll flip yeah. it around.
2: Yeah, makes sense. Great. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you.
1: Could I int- just, uh, just it before you, on the heels of that, you're asking about a one or two takes that you could send through. Yeah. Um, I then, my question there would be, are you open to interpretation? So if you've got a first, a first take, second t- take I would imagine, or this se- would be a different read altogether. Yeah,
0: so yeah.
1: Is that acceptable? Because often, you know, we've read it, we comply. Yeah. There is some, just sometimes you can relax
0: more into a different situation, And I think that's the time where you can play, you know, where it will be a bit different and you've just gone, okay, I'm just going to do it like this and just, you know, give them something totally different, you know, and that's where it's okay to send those two different takes because they are so different. Whereas a lot of the times um, I'll get tapes and they're just very similar. Whereas it's that, that, That one that you're talking about, Tina, that's really good for us to go and go, oh God, I didn't think of it that way. Or she's just given me something totally different, you know? Mm -hmm. That's good. Sorry to interrupt you then.
2: No, no worries, Tina. And thank you so much for the opportunity, Theo. Um, Just a quick question. You've touched on sort of tiers of actors and also social media and branding platforms. Uh, as a late 30s, technically inept kind of generation, how much does sort of content, branding, platform, profile come into play in a final casting decision? Or can the craft normally stand for itself? Or is that profile that an actor might have a big factor for producers in terms of how they get people involved in their film.
0: Yeah, it really does depend on the project. I mean, if maybe it's a, it really, it's so different because nowadays um, maybe it's like for, Oh, how can I sort of... So you might have a film, which is, say, Emo the Musical, for example, which was a production they cast years and years ago, but it was all, like, a lot of young people, and we were looking at that social media platform and all of that, and it was really sort of a bit of a buzz and a hype around it then. But whereas now I feel like it's kind of very... You need to have a profile, but it depends on where you're at. I'm not really, you know, where you're at in in your sort of life, you know, if you're a young, early 20s, that, that profile and what you've got, like even say for a regular on Neighbours, uh, an agent, she's like, oh, my God, I better clean up that person's profile and make sure it's really sort of, you know, if she looks more like a 17-year-old, you know. Um, but it's interesting because we do have that very digital world where we can go out there and, you know, we, we call it, you know, it's sort of um, stunt casting. So, you know, if we get an actor in who might be more of a more of a profile in... Um, in yeah. more, a reality TV or something like that. That's like a bit of stunt casting. And we will do that sporadically. But I mean, it is really, we'll, we'll pop someone in like that, but then we'll have, you know, an actor actor who's, you know, just come off a play at the MTC, you know, so it's sort of a balance. And it's always depending on what the project is. Yeah. Did I answer your question or ramble around it a bit?
2: Yeah, no, no, no. No, that was great. It's kind of that factor of how much does a follower or profile number come into play for benefits of casting, but hopefully the craft just stands for itself.
0: Well, I mean, that's what I want to believe all the time. And sometimes I'll be like, a producer will be like, oh, can you check? I'm like, are you serious? But yeah, well, you know, but um, I felt like that was more years ago. I feel like people are getting a bit more sort of savvy about, you know, it's more about the craft, you know. Mm.
2: Great. Thanks so much.
0: Thank you.
1: Yeah, I've got. It's Alex here. I've got a question to ask on behalf of someone. Do you look at the freelance actors on showcast and casting networks? And if so, does being freelance affect producers' chances of going with them?
0: Um, It is tricky with freelancers because you know, obviously, we can't we can't brief to all the freelance actors all the time. But I'm known to cast quite a few freelance actors, and it's more because with the freelance actors. I may have, you know, seen them in a play or it's just hard to discover them. I might see them at a workshop or something like that, but it is tricky because that's the hard thing for an actor because, you know, you need to get the job before you can get the agent sometimes too, you know, but I've cast many, I mean, I'm lucky because of Neighbours because that is somewhere where I can, you know, I've had people on for months and then they've been freelance, freelance and then finally they've got an agent, you know, But it is, you know, just think of it as like, you have to start somewhere as a freelance actor. But at the end of the day, you do need an agent, because the whole thing is that freelance actors don't understand, it's like the negotiating of the contracts and doing the deals and all of that sort of stuff. You know, that's where we need to, you know, work with the agent, and then they can manage their, you know, the availabilities and all that sort of stuff. But I do understand, especially with younger actors, it's hard to get an agent. So it's that tricky, tricky thing. But I think, you know, if you are freelance, you know, staying proactive, getting yourself out there to me is really important. Mm.
2: Morning, Thea. Thank you, Tina. How are you? I'm good. How are you going? Very good. That's good. Um, My question is, it's tagging along on Stephen's question and Alex made a point as well. But if someone sends just one take, which is a choice that is very opposing to what's on the page in a way, but still could work. Would you ask for a, would you ask for minor tweaks to be made to make that choice closer to the page? Or would you send that takeoff to the producers?
0: It depends on what it is. I have actually asked actors to redo their tests before. If I see something there and I'm like, oh, my God, I know we can get it. And I've been got them to re in a self-tape as well and just sort of redirected it and said, oh, you know, can they do this or bring it back there and all of that, because I might not want to jeopardise their chances with the producers and the directors and everything. So I have been known to do that. But I think, you know, you need to kind of look at the self-tape as the final product in a way. Right. Because it's only, it is very rare for us to have, because of, say, Neighbours, it's really fast. Like, I was going to say
2: timing as well, yeah. Because,
0: you know, I will, so I will normally request all my self-tapes and, um, well, if I'm doing sessions, it'll be on a Monday on Tuesday. I'd shoot them off Tuesday afternoon and they will cast that role by Wednesday or Thursday, you know. Sometimes actors, what they think is, I'll put a deadline there of like nine o'clock. Tuesday morning, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's very interesting because like they'll go, oh, I'll just wait until after them. But it's like, sometimes I'll get auditions too late from a self-tape and I'll be like, oh God, they waited. And then the role's already cast, you know? Yep, yep. So yeah, does that?
2: Yeah, yeah, no, it does. Cool.
3: Awesome. Thank hey. you.
0: Hello. Hi. Hello.
3: Thanks for doing this for us, Thea. The question I had was just in terms of when you look on Showcast and casting networks, like would you be first off sending out the briefs to the agents first to get these uh, recommendations back or would you also look on the database yourself to sort of find like, new actors on there at the same time there
0: um, automatically I'll send the briefs because that's really quick. So I'll be doing that. But then why I'm waiting for all the sort of submissions to come in, that's where I'm sort of compiling all my ideas and putting different people and like going, okay, that person would be great, and oh, what about him? And I'll be chatting with like Georgia, my assistant. We'd go, like, Oh, I saw that guy in the play the other week and let's chuck him in here and he'd be great, you know. So it's kind of a bit of a bit of both, but I'm normally what I'll do is I'll quickly be shooting out the briefs and then compiling all of those different ideas.
3: Sure. I guess another follow-up question. So that would be, so with your profiles on casting networks and showcasts, do you sort of want to have the actors have a general photo on there, like a headshot, or one that they would generally be typecast for as their main uh, headshot?
0: I think you need quite a neutral shot to start with because if it's neutral then it won't you know influence things but do you know that um agents can manipulate that as well and they can just quickly flick it around and actually oh, yeah. I think you can control it too yeah. so say if you knew there was like you know some some guy that you know he's like a lawyer and you want him to look a bit slicker and you know you've got a photo like that then you could just put that more clean shot in there you know yeah. um but I think in general keep it neutral because then I feel like um you know I never want to typecast actors as well i always want to make sure that you know you shouldn't just go oh he always plays the bad guy or he does that or you know you want to make sure that a good actor should have range you know so having a neutral photo where i can be like oh he could be you know anyone and i think you can you can manipulate that though with the you know you might want to put that cd photo on for the cd guy or you know so yeah thanks very much for that sorry thanks hello hello how are you good how are you Good. I was
2: just interested to know if an actor has, say, had a a daily or or a bit part, I suppose specifically on Neighbours, Mm. is it likely that they would ever be brought back in, say, in a few years' time or months, whatever, for a more permanent role?
0: Yeah, with Neighbours, it's really good because it's actually a really creative process. So it's not like if you do a bit part or a daily, then it's like, oh, my God, I can't do Neighbours for two years. In the UK, they would have a set rule where it would be like, If you do the bill, um, you couldn't do it for two years and that was just their their sort of set way of doing it. But here, for neighbours, it's really quite creative. So I might say, you know, you've you've played this role and we could bring back that cop. Well, he's already established and a lot of the time, when I'm reading characters and briefs and scripts and all of that, I'll be like, oh, why are they bringing in a new teacher when I've already got this teacher established in the school? Why don't we bring back Janet or, you know? So it is kind of, and then I just flick to get back to the writers and go, oh, you do know we've got this person. Could we consider bringing them back? And then just changing the name character back to the same same name as what you played in the past. But then I guess there's a couple of tricky ones because if you've played a, a big, chunky, established guest role, then you are very... Um, memorable to our audience and we 've got like such avid fans of neighbors that 's where it is like we would have to bring you back as that character. Sometimes we could change your name and you know or a regular, but with neighbors there 's no set rules. we kind of work out just what can what can we co- will work with in the storyline. Mm-hmm. So, which is actually really good. And I've also seen actors and I mean, obviously it's the dream, but they've gone from bit part to bit part to daily to big chunky guests and, you know, so it is a really nice and sometimes people will be like, oh, I can't be a bit part on Neighbours, but it's like, well, it opens up that door and you never know. I mean, it is one of those things where you're like, oh, should I, shouldn't I? But then it's like, it's having that experience and working on set and then the producers and the writers will see your work and then maybe they fall in love with that character and they're like, oh, he could be having a relationship with someone, so-and-so, or, you know? So, it's kind of, yeah, it's such a creative environment. It's amazing in there with the storylines. They do such a brilliant job. Yeah.
3: Hi, Thea. Hello. Hi. I just had a question regarding showreels. I'm wondering if you exclusively exclusively prefer like scenes from short films and films and projects we've done or you mind if there's like a self-tape thrown in there if our agent really likes it.
0: Um, I think, you know, definitely self-tapes are really good because it does give me a good indication of, you know, your acting and seeing you in that role and everything. Um, I think nowadays, definitely that's acceptable to have, Um, you know, just be really selective about what you pick, you know, sometimes I feel that, you know, uh, one of the one of the key things that people can do is they might just put on a, put in a, a scene from a TV show or a, um, you know, a feature film or something like that, because they've worked with like a famous person. They'll be like, oh, I've got that in there. And it's like, well, it's sort of like, I know that person can act already. I actually just want to see your acting, you know? So it's yeah. not a Having those, you know, those commercial ones where, yeah, so it's all about your acting and making sure that within those show reels, it's all focused a bit more on you. So it is that that yeah. show reel is very important because I want to get a good sense of what your acting's about. I don't not I don't want to be looking at a screen going, oh, is that her or is that is that you know, it sort of can be a bit tricky. Yeah. But always look at your show reel as something that you can build and grow because I think keeping that updated and current and all of that, that will get you across the line with myself and the producers and all that sort of stuff. So, okay.
3: Amazing. Thank yeah,
0: you. Right. And with the short films, make sure they're really good quality as well.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
1: That's fantastic. Fia, you are a pot of gold. Oh, thank you, Tino. You're just wonderful. You're so accessible as a human being. Thank you so much. For this. Oh, thank you. Yes, I hope um, you've had enjoyed it as well also just on top of that i just realized we've got new south wales victoria queensland auckland wellington tasmania i believe we've got so many people online today
0: oh that's so fantastic i
1: love it (laughs) you're talking to the world i love it across the ditch anyways wonderful again thank you so much thea You're just wonderful as i said open and you know, very generous, and uh, well,
0: thank you for having me. And I hope you know, it's lovely. I hope there was a few little insights.
1: <laughs> yes,
0: well, there's many
1: always, and we always want to know everything. I guess in and what I would like to say to everybody is, in terms of self tape or doing things, what Thea has just said. You know, I don't think you should be shy. This is a great opportunity at the moment to be doing, even with your phones making little short movies get understand what it's like to tell a story with you in it and a few friends in it and if you haven't got you know a a pile of of films or screen work that you've done and of course theaters almost you know well, non-existent at the moment, but if you've got the opportunity, start making, make a little short film for yourself, featuring yourself. Um, it means that you've got a little stable of something there and, and you never know when you might need to drag that out. Would you I mean, would you agree with that there? I mean,
0: yeah, yeah. And getting it out there and, you know, email it through. All the casting directors are so open to yeah. seeing your work and that's what we want to do because we want to discover new people and... Um, it's such a good time to create stuff, you know. It's,
1: and, it, and it's a good time to discover yourselves as, as performers because, uh, you know, you can't wait for the door to knock or the phone to ring. You've got to actually start being proactive. All of us need that. And I think we're actually in a great... We've got a great time to do that. Yeah. So I would I'd be very keen to put stuff down on, on your phone, use your phones uh, to make little movies and tell story. Because that's showing you. And uh, in in screen tests, you know, I think the most important thing too is to honour the words, to Mm -hmm. honour what's there on the page, do the very best you can from the agency and from the casting directors to find out what it's about so you know at least you've got a genre, you've got a tone, you know what you're offering. And also that little bit extra is your personality, which just takes you to the next level to show people what you are, what you're capable of and that's what makes us unique and different mm-hmm. trying to please everybody in delivery doesn't always unfortunately do us any favors and we're we're all such terrible self-critics as well because we hate everything we do <laughs> but i think it's a really good opportunity to be very playful at the moment i think it's it's been fantastic also if you want to learn uh, more about uh, self-testing um, well, to do is the most important thing, is to do it for yourself and know the difference, take on board what Thea's just said about background, noise, all those things. Make mm-hmm. sure your eye line is just off camera, not down the barrel, but just off camera, not over there. Uh, yes. so, you know, everybody can see your eyes and mm-hmm. what they're saying and what you're doing. Um, but we've also, with the Equity Foundation, we have always, we post up on our newsletter Always we have those casting work those workshops for how to do self-testing so you uh-huh. can always upskill it's there for you that's part of part of your membership with mm-hmm. the union. So on that, I want to say thanks to Alex Alex Jones she's just <laughs> fantastic. she works so hard tirelessly and then she's always she's always trying to be invisible but you're not Alex you're <laughs> just not invisible I'm sorry. Yeah. She brings us all together and she's quite wonderful. So unless there's anything I've forgotten to mention, I would just say to you all and myself, I always give uh, for myself as well, is that, you know, just to be, you know, we are unique and individual as, as artists and we have a lot to offer. So, you know, bring it forward and just do it. Don't sit and wait. You have to do things. That's how you make things happen. I, that would be that, what I'm closing on, I think. Is there anything I need to say, Alex? No, all good. Thank you both, Tina and Thea, for a wonderful session and to all the participants, the many uh, hundreds that we had on board. Hundreds of you. Me. My God, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you so Thank you, Thea. Thank Stokhan. you. Bye.
0: Media Super is the principal sponsor of the Equity Foundation. For more information about the work of the Foundation, visit equityfoundation.org.au or follow Australian Actors' Equity on Facebook and Twitter.